This is an ABC podcast. Fierce. Girl power. This is the story of the girl who was fighting to save the planet, Bindi Irwin, read by Australia's first female Governor-General, Dame Quentin Bryce. The crocodile was cranky. It thrashed against the net, desperate to scurry back into the river and away from the strange humans plodding it with sticks. If it's a girl, what will we call her? yelled the crocodile hunter. Bindi Sue Irwin paused to think as she took a bite of her Vegemite sandwich. Mm, magenta, she said. The crocodile hunter nodded with approval. Good name, sweetheart. The crocodile hunter was Bindi's dad. His real name was Steve. It was actually a little weird that people called him a hunter because he would never hurt an animal. In fact, the reason they were trapping crocodiles was to learn more about them. They caught the crocs, attached tracking devices to them and then released them. All so researchers could follow their movements and figure out the best ways to protect them. Yep, it's a female, Steve said. She's a pretty one, isn't she, Bindi? Steve loved animals. He thought they were all beautiful. Even scaly, huge, sharp-toothed, beady-eyed saltwater crocs. He was teaching a bunch of animal experts how to handle a crocodile in the wild. Bindi was there to learn too. But there was something different about her. Everyone wore brown uniforms and brown boots, but Bindi wore shiny pink shoes. Oh, and there was something else. The rest of the team were grown-ups. Bindi was five. Everyone ready? Steve called out. Yep, said Bindi. The team looped ropes around Magenta's powerful snout as Steve gently peeled the net from her body. Then, in one careful swift motion, Steve leapt onto the crocodile's head. He wrapped his arms around her jaws, squeezed her mouth closed and taped it up so she wouldn't be able to bite. The rest of the grown-ups jumped onto Magenta's back to help keep her still. I need someone on the tail, Steve yelled. Bindi, grab the tail! Bindi ran to Magenta and hooked one arm around her thick, bumpy tail. Bindi's other arm was busy. She was still eating her sandwich. You got it, sweetheart? Steve called out. Can you eat your sandwich and hang on to that tail at the same time? Bindi took another bite. Yep. She helped. The team lifted Magenta and carried her to a more comfortable spot. They attached the transmitter and measured her length. 2.8 metres, a medium-sized croc. Bindi whispered into her dad's ear while the team prepared to let Magenta go. Right. Bindi has an important piece of information she'd like to share, Steve said. Bindi stood up and cleared her throat. Just so you guys know, a croc strikes from the tail all the way up to the legs to the mouth. The team removed the tape from Magenta's snout. Thanks, Bindi, they said. Now, three, two, one, go! Everyone scrambled out of the way as Magenta slid down the riverbank and swam out of sight. Steve beamed at Bindi. His greatest hope 
was that his kids would become wildlife warriors, carrying on his work to protect all animals and their habitats. Congratulations, sweetheart, Steve said, and he kissed Bindi's forehead. Give it a kiss, Steve said. He was holding a python's head out towards Bindi's face. She pecked the snake on the cheek and giggled as its sandpapery tongue licked her back. <laughs> Stop tickling me! A film crew was making a documentary about the Irwin family, Bindi and her dad, as well as her mum Terry and her baby brother Robert. The media were intrigued about the Irwins. Not only did they wrestle crocodiles, they owned a zoo and they all lived there in harmony with every creature, from mouse to meerkat and rat to rhino. Bindi smiled into the camera. Did you know that snakes are not dangerous, she said. Of course, what Bindi meant was that some snakes are not dangerous, like the carpet python rubbing its scaly skin against her. The Irwins grew more and more famous as film crews followed them around, especially Steve. Anyone in the world with a TV had seen the crocodile hunter and they all knew his favourite word, crikey! Steve usually took his family with him on filming expeditions, but one time he didn't. He was off to the Great Barrier Reef to make a documentary about ocean predators. Bindi waved goodbye from the airstrip. She had no idea it would be goodbye forever. Bindi's dad died when a stingray's barb pierced his chest. The whole of Australia was shocked, sad, grieving. Bindi was only eight, but she insisted on speaking to the massive crowd who had gathered for her dad's memorial. She marched into the Crocosseum. That's the place where crocodile shows take place at their zoo, and took a deep breath. My daddy was my hero. He was always there for me when I needed him. He listened to me and taught me so many things, but most of all, he was fun. I know that Daddy had an important job. He was working to change the world so everyone would love wildlife like he did. He built a hospital to help animals and he bought lots of land so that animals would have a safe place to live. He took me and my brother and my mum with him all the time. We filmed together, caught crocodiles together and loved being in the bush together. I don't want Daddy's passion to ever end. I want to help endangered wildlife, just like he did, every day. When I see a crocodile, I will always think of him. I know Daddy made this zoo so everyone could come and learn to love all the animals. Daddy made this place his whole life. Now it's our turn to help Daddy. Thank you. Applause thundered from the grandstands. Millions of people watched her speech on TVs across the globe and millions of tears were shed. Just like her dad, Bindi wanted to recruit wildlife warriors to join her 
in respecting and protecting animals. She flew to Hollywood for interviews on all the top-rating talk shows, Ellen, Letterman, Oprah. She wanted to tell everyone how important animals were. Any animal is part of nature and they're nature's great gift, she said. I even make people step over ant trails. She even starred in her own TV series, all to help kids learn about and love animals. Bindi could see there was power in being a celebrity because it gave her a voice and people paid attention. They also paid her money. And Bindi funneled that cash back into helping wildlife. When we lose an animal species, it's like losing a brick from the house, Bindi said. And eventually, the house just falls down, she told people. We're doing everything we can to save every species. We support tiger conservation in Sumatra, shark research in Australia, elephants in Cambodia, as well as black rhinos and cheetahs in Africa. But Bindi's favourite project of all was a sprawling wildlife reserve named after her dad. It was swampy and wet and teeming with crocodiles. Every year, Bindi, her brother and mum, went there to catch and study more crocs. What are you most looking forward to? asked her mum as they drove along the dusty road. Being with you guys, Bindi said. I love you so much. It was a typical Bindi comment. Spreading positivity was another one of her missions. I also hope we can catch Drew, Bindi said. That would be wonderful. He's big, he's powerful, and he knows it. Drew was a four-metre saltwater croc that the Irwins had already met. Bindi tagged him last time, and she was keen to collect data from the device to see what he'd been up to. I've got good news. It was her mum, Terry, calling from upriver. We've trapped Drew. Bindi bounced up and down in excitement. Awesome! I'm on my way! When she got there, Drew looked even bigger than Bindi remembered. He's a beauty, she said. 4.5 metres at least. It took nine very strong people to drag Drew out of his nest. And he didn't like it one bit. Drew flipped and rolled, rolled and flipped. That's the manoeuvre crocodiles do when they capture their prey. Wait for it, the team leader called. OK, go! Everyone piled on top of Drew. Terry took his head. Bindi and Robert took the tail. This time Bindi wasn't holding a sandwich. They blindfolded Drew to calm him down while Bindi examined his body. He still has his old tracker on, she said. That data is going to be phenomenal. Bindi helped to implant a new device under Drew's skin. Don't worry, he can't feel a thing, she said. He won't even know it's there. When the new tracker was attached, it was time to release Drew and Bindi was given one of the riskiest jobs of all. She had to remove the blindfold. Two huge unblinking clock eyes were behind that blindfold. I have to make sure 
I don't put anyone in danger, she thought. If I pull it off too soon, Drew will swing around and try to grab us. Too long, and he'll go back in the water with the blindfold still attached. She took a deep breath. Pull, Bindi, pull! She tugged at the blindfold and dashed out of Drew's path. The crocodile ran straight for the water and disappeared with a splash. We did it, Bindi said. See you next year, Drew. Back at their camp, Bindi analysed the data from Drew's tracker. Look at this, she said. It's amazing. The tracker showed Drew could dive for six hours at a time. It was a world first discovery. Drew's dive was officially the longest recorded for any air-breathing vertebrate. That's why this work is so important, Bindi said. These apex predators are like the roof of the house. If you remove them, every creature below will be affected. Bindi still misses her dad, but she's still saving animals and she's still spreading positivity wherever she goes. When you lose a loved one, you come to these crossroads, she said. You can take the path that leads you down the aisle of sadness, or you can say, I'm never going to let this person's memory die. I'm going to make sure everything they worked for continues. And that's what I do. Isn't Bindi Irwin brave? Isn't she something? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fierce Girls. My name's Quentin Bryce. I was the first ever female Governor-General of Australia. If you think Bindi Irwin is fierce, then what about a girl who completed a 540 aerial trick on a skateboard at just nine years old? Sabre Norris was used to millions of people watching her. Like the time she was the first Australian girl to do a 540, an aerial skateboard trick. It got two million YouTube views. And the time she got invited to compete in a professional surfing contest and told a reporter she'd spend the prize money on donuts. Four million views. And then 55 million views when Sabre was on The Ellen Show. Then came a different kind of video about Sabre's health. For some reason, Sabre had stopped growing. After a medical checkup to find out why, Sabre shared the results with her fans on her YouTube channel, The Norris Nuts. It might mean that I can't skateboard, she said. I have a very big brain. The bad news is, my skull isn't as big, so my brain is being pushed down my spine. But Sabre wouldn't let it hold her back. She set herself a new goal, to represent Australia at the Olympics. I need to put more hours in than anyone else. I need to show more heart. I have to be braver. If I can do all that, I can live my dream. I just have to go for it. 
To hear more awesome episodes of Fierce Girls for free, go to the ABC Listen app or other podcast apps on your mobile device. And be fierce, be bold, be brave. I love Fierce Girls. Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women and one snazzy guy. It's produced by Alex Lolbach with special thanks to Michelle Ransom-Hughes. The executive producers are Justine Kelly and Monique Bowley. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. David LeMay is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make fierce podcasts. Fierce Girls is a production of ABC Audio Studios. If you haven't already listened to all the Fierce episodes, go on, go back and listen. Or if you're looking for another awesome kids podcast, check out another ABC podcast for families, Short and Curly. It asks some really, well, curly questions like, is it ever okay to be a cannibal? Ew! Should adults lie to kids? Huh? No way! And should we stop giving birthday presents? But why? Short and Curly will really get you thinking. It's great for listening together in the car or to create some interesting family dinner time discussion. Search for Short and Curly on ABC Listen, on other great podcast apps or on your smart speaker.